You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. A science story, huh? And I just thought, well, I figured it, wow. out. I it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true stories of how science has affected people's lives. This week's story is from Elna Baker. The story was recorded in June 2013 at DROM in New York City. The theme of the night was Lost. Uh, so I have never had a repressed memory, or not, not that I've known them, or I never thought that I did. But this is the story of the only memory that I've ever lost. And uh, weirdly, the only reason it came up was uh, I was visiting my parents, and my sister flew out too because our great-grandfather had died, and we we're all in Arizona. And we're leaving this funeral, and we're driving on the highway. We get stuck in traffic. And we look up, and there was this giant billboard, and it said, cool isn't pretending you don't care when you do. But it wasn't for anything. We're like, what? And we're like, did nerds buy this billboard? <laughs> And then, so I, you know, I, I made some joke about Arizona nerds brought, brought you this billboard. And then my sister turned to me, and as though she were remembering it for the first time, too, she said, do you remember Nerd Day? And I was like, no. Oh, my God. Nerd Day. This was probably the most traumatic experience of my childhood. So traumatic that I forgot about it for almost 20 years. And to understand why Nerd Day was so traumatic, you need to understand a few things. Firstly, I was an incredibly shy little kid. At home, I was like fun and loud, but when I got into school, I didn't want anyone to look at me or talk to me. I wanted to be completely invisible. And I still remember in kindergarten, we were singing popcorn popping on the apricot tree for the first time. And in church, when we sang that song, you would go popcorn popping. So in front of the whole class, I was like, popcorn popping. And the teacher stopped the class and was like, wow, look what Elma just did. That's so, that was such a great move. Everyone do what Elma did. But like, it wasn't my idea. I got it from church. But I was too shy to explain that. So for the rest of the year, we would always do the Elna. And I just had this guilt of being a plagiarizer for all of kindergarten. <laughs> And, you know, the only thing that really interfered with my desire to be completely invisible was my dad. And my dad, my parents got married young. They were about 21, and they immediately had five kids. He's also, my dad's half Mexican, so he's very loud and outgoing. And uh, he used to call us kids. His nickname for us was uh, Naked Mole Rats. He'd be like, you guys are a bunch of naked mole rats, which I don't, you guys know what naked mole rats are? <laughs> But uh, I guess the reason is because uh, naked mole rats, they have a queen in their colony, 
And when the queen will come through the colony, all the males will freeze and become petrified. And he said that whenever our mother came into the room, all five of us children would go, because we invariably were doing something wrong. <laughs> so he nicknamed us Naked Mole Rats. And he even like, had a work function he went to where he had t-shirts made for all of us kids of a naked mole rat. And everyone thought it was so funny. So I wore it to school, but like a naked mole rat basically looks like a baby fetus with a rat head. <laughs> so I wore that to school, like <laughs> right for life t-shirt for rats, babies, fetuses. And I remember everyone was like, thought it was the weirdest thing ever. And you know, I think I was in first grade. So now I would have the, the insight to be like, well, just turn your shirt inside out. But in first grade, your brain is like not capable of figuring that out yet. <laughs> so I just had to wear it all the way through school. And um, my dad has this gift of getting you excited about things. And uh, he would get me excited about my homework, specifically my science homework. He didn't care about English. He didn't care about math. But my dad is an engineer, so he loves to try to teach you how things work. So as a kid, when I would come home with my science homework, he would get me excited, and he'd have an idea, and I'd have an idea, and our projects would become these like huge, elaborate things. And pretty soon, I was the kid in class that was turning like the gold star assignments that were being used as the example for the class, which was like my worst fear because I was getting attention. And you know, an example would be like, we had an assignment where we had to observe some aspect of the weather. Well, every other kid in class was like, it rained yesterday we lived in Seattle. And, um, but me and my dad, we got a five-gallon glass jug and built a giant tornado and brought it to class. And everyone was like, mm, great, good job. Um, we also, I won the science fair in first grade. Uh, I did a project on bubbles, which I'm sure you guys are scientists, so you're like, mm, bubbles, big deal. But we made like a giant... Uh, bubble wand that you could put over a child completely, that shit killed in first grade, guys. <laughs> it was magic and science. Uh, the other thing that my dad did, and actually he did this my entire elementary and middle school career, is that he would come into class, and now that I think about it, I'm like, I never invited him. My teachers, he must have like come to the teacher and asked every single teacher I ever had to allow him to come to class and teach a lesson on how airplanes fly because my dad would build airplanes. And so the way he would do this is he would come to class and he would be like, you guys, how do you think an airplane stays in the air? It's so big and heavy. And then he would pull out a hair dryer and like set a ping pong ball and then turn the hair dryer on and be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't even, I still don't understand why that's why airplanes fly, but that's what he would do. And uh, the final straw for me happened in uh, second grade. The assignment was uh, to, to bring something into class that demonstrated how a pulley worked. And so I went home and, you know, my dad was like, what's the coolest thing you can think of with a pulley? And I was like, I don't know, a flagpole? He was like, no, come on, brainstorm. Brain and so I came up with a bucket over a wishing well. And so he took us, we drove to the junkyard, he bought a barrel, and we constructed with like power tools, we constructed a bucket over a wishing well, we filled it with water, and I decorated it. And then like Monday came, and we with like a, like rolled this giant barrel into class. And like every other kid had like a pencil with a string, and they just like stared at me. 
And the last thing you want to be is the kid who like loves to do their homework. So after that, I was like, never again, no more. And I proceeded never to share my homework with my father. And I managed to do this for the next few months until it was almost the end of second grade. And uh, the last few weeks of school, they had this thing called School Spirit Week. And for School Spirit Week, it's like Monday is like color day and like Tuesday's opposite day where boys dress as girls. <laughs> like, you know, School Spirit Week, guys. <laughs> Who has spirit? Come on. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so they sent a letter that you were supposed to take home to your parents that described school spirit week. And I opened this letter, and I was like, uh, this is the makings of, like, a dad disaster. So I threw mine away. But my older sister was not so smart. She brought it right to my father. And the first day of school spirit week was nerd day, which my father was like, my people, my people. <laughs> And so he was like, come on, guys, brainstorm. Like, what are nerds? And I was like, I'm, keep, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to do this. And my older sister is, like, painfully nice. So she was like, um, nerds are nice people, and we shouldn't call them nerds. <laughs> and my dad's like, no, come on, what are nerds? What do nerds do? What are, and nerds like to read books. And I was like, finally, I was like, no, nerds are like, they wear, like, you know, they slick their hair back, they have pimples, they wear broken glasses, they have toilet papers to get out of the pants because they're nerds, you know? <laughs> like, I described what nerds were. And uh, my dad was like, yeah, yeah, you guys, let's be nerds. And uh, he took us out to the garage and opened this, this old box. And in the box were these two suits. One was baby blue and one was pastel orange. They were from the 70s. And he proceeded to put them on us. I mean, I, I think I was seven. She was, so we're drowning in these suits. And we were like, nerds! And then we, you know, I slicked my hair back. We, we took safety glasses and broke them and taped them together. I drew pimples. I had a pocket protector. I, I did the toilet paper out. I was the best nerd, you guys, you have ever, ever seen. And then Monday rolls around. And I remember I had laid out my nerd costume next to my bed, like, perfectly. I woke up, and I put it on. My sister put her costume on. And my dad drove us to school. And the way it worked was there was like a, a big lot. And you would either take the bus into school or your parents could drop you off. And then you had to line up by grades. All the classes are all lined up in a row. So my dad dropped us off. And he was like, nerds. And we were like, nerds. And we got out of the car. And he, he drove off. And I just remember looking at everyone. And the first thought was like, why is everybody staring at us? And the second thought was, why is no one else dressed up? <laughs> Turns out, my dad read the thing wrong. He dresses up for nerd day an entire week early. <laughs> and like, you know the dream where like, you show up to school naked? <laughs> it turns out it's actually a lot worse to show up as a nerd from the 1970s. <laughs> and so, I mean, we're walking into everyone's laughing and pointing and staring. And, you know, of course, like, the first thing I did is I went to the bathroom and I, like, wiped the pimples off and I put, I wet my hair so it wasn't gelled, took the glasses off, toilet paper out. But I, there was still absolutely no way to explain why I wore my father's orange suit to school. <laughs> and so all throughout the day, kids would be like, why, you know, oh, you thought, you, were, you thought it was nerd day. And I'd be like, no, I love suits. I just came in, I love suits. <laughs> And um, so my whole class, everyone was making fun of me. And then uh, when it was time for lunch, I couldn't, I couldn't bear 
to go into the cafeteria where all the grades would be. So even though I didn't have a lunch, I knew that behind the gym there were these bleachers and I could go back there and just sit out lunch. So I, I snuck off from my class and I turned this corner and turned where you could get underneath the bleachers and sitting against the wall by herself in a baby blue suit was my older sister. And she just looked at me in this look of like, you know how this feels. <laughs> Um, and so both of us had managed to suppress this memory. Comple like, I completely forgot that this ever happened to me. It was that bad until the car ride. And she's saying what she experienced, I'm saying what I experienced. And then all of a sudden, we just turn and look at our parents. And, you know, I actually realized at the time, my dad was probably only 30 years old, right? And I was like, what was it like for you guys? Like, when we came home from school in these suits, and you were like, how was Nerd Day, kids? And we were like, it, it's next Monday, Dad. <laughs> and my dad said that we just looked devastated when we walked up the driveway. And they, what they, when we told them about it, my parents were like, oh, guys, we're so, so sorry. And then they went into their bedroom, locked the door, and laughed for 30 <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... um. I, I do think the reason that I was so shy in school was because, like, I didn't, I didn't want to be a nerd. I wanted to be cool. Or I wanted people to think that I was cool. And actually, like, in elementary, middle school, high school, I was always a nerd, completely. I, I never ended up getting to be cool. But I, I often wonder if it was that one day when I showed up to school in a suit that solidified it. Thank you. <laughs> That was Elna Baker. Elna is a writer and comedic storyteller. She's appeared on the Moth Radio Hour, This American Life, and many more. Her memoir, The New York Regional Mormon Singles Halloween Dance, earned four stars in People Magazine and the 2010 AML Award for Best Humor Writing. She's also the co-host and co-creator of The Talent Show, recently named Best Variety Show by New York Magazine. Her upcoming novel, You Are My Revenge, co-written with Kevin Townley, will be published by Scholastic in 2014. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have archives of the podcast and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wecht, Aaron Barker, and Ari Daniel Shapiro. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Drom for hosting the show, and to nerds for being who they are. Never lose the faith, nerds. Thanks for listening. <laughs>